I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hello and welcome to the Junk Time Athlete Podcast for round 9, 2018. We're coming to you from Wayne Jackson Studios. My name is Michael Chamberlain and joining me is a man whose visit to James Hurd's house during the week has ended up in the news. It's Adam Rosenbachs. Oh, g'day, Michael. It's been a, it's been a tough weekend for me, and, and it kicked off badly. I, I went round to Hurd. You know Hurdy and I are close. Oh, very close. Uh, he just got back from China. I wanted to catch up on the latest cacao news. Yeah, well, you're a, you're a silent partner in the business, aren't you? Oh, I was a silent partner in uh, Jemba, his original business. They oh. talked him out of that. He sold his shares. He became a and coach. We all know what happened there. He got into the chocolate business, and I said, Hurdy, I'm going to back you in, buddy. I, I like his style. Mm-hmm. So anyway, I went around to his place. Uh, it was probably about 1.30, 20 to 2 in the morning, so Thursday night, Friday morning. Mm-hmm. And that's when I visit lots of my friends. I always find they're going to be home. You guarantee you know, they're home by that time of a- night. Absolutely, absolutely. And so I, I didn't want to wake him. That's the other thing, because, you know, he's just got back. He could be jet-lagged. When you get to sleep, when you're finally jet-lagged, you don't want to be woken. Yeah, if he's up, he's up, okay? Exactly. So I uh, opened the front, well, as the police said, jimmied (laughs) the front door open, and uh, I went in, and it turns out everyone was asleep. So maybe, I don't know, were they all jet-lagged? I didn't think the whole family went, but I guess it's it's, uh, quarter to two by this time, so. So I'm presuming, like, being the kind-hearted person that you are, maybe you kept the lights off. Because you didn't I want did. to disturb people. Oh, is there nothing worse than when you wake from a slumber and there's a bright light in your yeah. eyes? You can't and you see. Crept. You're blind. You crept around. You didn't want to make much noise. No, I wanted to keep the family asleep. And I thought, well, I can't wake him. Uh, and so what I did was I grabbed one of his uh, laptops. He had a couple there. I just grabbed one. Uh-huh. I didn't think, didn't think there was any need for that. And I thought, well, I want to look after it. it it's been drizzly in Melbourne. I don't want it to get wet. So... Heard his key, his car keys are here to the Audi, the Audi Q7, I think it is, uh, and I jumped in that in the Audi station wagon, and I took that and the laptop, and uh, apparently um, the police are on the lookout for me. <laughs> uh, yeah, I've seen a few photo fits going around. It does look like you. You're looking good though, mate. You're looking good. Thank you, mate. Thank you. And it's, I, I, you know what? The one thing I couldn't see was the uh, CCTV cameras that he'd set up. He didn't tell me about those. Cheeky Yeah, they haven't been there in previous visits. And I've been around there a lot, like uh, when the family's been overseas, I visit, <laughs> uh, just after the supplement saga. I don't know how the, uh, the Herald Sun didn't get photos of me out the front. Now tell me, Adam, can, you, can I ask a quick question? Are you, are you thinking of getting into coaching? Well, now that I've seen, I, I've been through everything on Herdy's laptop, and I've got, I managed to get the game plan that he used for the Paris Poodles. That's what I was getting at, man. I'm thinking, look, like you've got the information in your hot little hands now. 
Yeah. I mean, we're going to do a jaunt overseas because we've always said you've got to coach your own international team before you can come yeah. back and coach your own team in the AFL. Well, I, I would love to coach the Paris Poodles. I have had to surrender my passport. <laughs> so that that's on the back burner at the minute. But I tell you what, they always kick it to the fat side of the ground. So I know, I know, I know how to play. And I tell you what, mate. Once that conviction wears off, ten years in ten years in the future, twenty twenty eight, yeah, you yeah are, absolutely, you are coaching that team. Yeah, but who? I know what to do. You know what? It's just been a great weekend for. Apart from Hurdy's house being broken into, his old team back on the board. Dude, it was a massive week. And who would have thought that he uh, getting rid of the assistant coach? A, that he was the problem, and B, that yeah. he could inspire a team like that. I mean, many, many times we've seen a coach get fired, mm. a senior coach get fired, and then the team comes out and wins the next week. That happens all the time. But yeah. who would have thought the assistant coach, it would happen with him? Has that, has that changed the landscape? Are there assistant coaches out there now going, oh, fuck, Over they're not shoulder. even... Yeah, they're not even going for the head guy. I've done a level four. Yeah, sure. And I, I'm going to go. They go, fuck, we really need to win this one to get into finals. A uh, yeah. forwards coach, come over here. Uh, <laughs> pack your bags, mate. It's inspiring stuff. Uh, can I just say, okay, so uh, obviously if, if you no, don't actually, know what we're talking in, about. Actually, in the tradition of Mark Neald, um, can you say it to someone else? Yes. Who will then say it to me, okay? So Mark Neald was, uh, and I want to say sacked, but he wasn't sacked. He was made redundant. Made redundant? Oh, my gosh, that's a big word. Yeah, he, he chose to leave, he wasn't sacked. He went, you know what, it's round eight. Mm-hmm. You know what, I know you're paying me really well. My work but, here uh, is done. Yeah. I, I'm going to choose to leave. As much as, you know, Melbourne, they, they may have sacked me. But Essendon, I'm leaving. And uh, you know what, I'm going to resign. I, yeah, I know you just said you sacked me, but I, I'm resigning first. I was thinking it before you guys sacked me. Yes, fuck off. It's kind of like samesies at the same time. Now, how, yes. do you, how, do you, how do you have the information that he was not sacked? Well, there's a man who, who doesn't speak very often, but when he does, <laughs> you know it's the goddamn fucking truth. <laughs> so did you, uh, amazingly... Uh, His word is gospel. Yeah. Uh, Mark Neald has possibly the most reclusive manager in the history <laughs> Of the AFL. This man doesn't speak. He, You know what? He rarely <laughs> speaks to his clients. That's how little he talks. But Liam Pickering, the man who knows the best conditions for football <laughs> yep. in the history of the game, uh, has said that he wasn't sacked. And he said they ba- they were doing a review internally, uh-huh. fair enough, and they decided to make the position that he was doing, which is basically a director of coaching role. He said they made it redundant. Gotcha. And he said, it's not the hands-on coaching role, so they've decided that is a redundant role. So it wasn't hands-on day-to-day. It was the, he was the chief of strategy or something. And this is Liam Pickering. He said, and I quote, that is exactly how the conversation went. Well, dude, then, I mean, I don't know. I, I, I detect a kind of little tone in your voice that you're not quite believing. Well, Are you saying I'm being cynical? No, <laughs> you, you're, mis, know, you're misreading me. I'm just going to picture it in your face and I kind of hear a tone. I'm thinking, like, you, you're not truly believing everything Liam Pickering says? No, 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 no. Oh, whoa, whoa. You've, you've misread me. Okay, I've got you wrong. I've got you wrong. Because, I mean, it's just a shock for me. It's a shock for me if you're going to say stuff like that, knowing yeah. how, how, our, our long and esteemed history with Liam Pickering and how much we do take his word as gospel. Well, I just can't believe that uh, he spoke to Mark Neal. He has so much trouble. He must be... Uh, Liam Pickering must be with Telstra. His phone must just be outage <laughs> after outage after outage. He's like, oh, I better call Gary Ablett. Fuck. Can't get on to I've him. Got, 
I've got no bars. For 18 months. <laughs> oh, fuck it, I've got to change carriers. <laughs> and just at the bottom of his notebook is like, change to Optus. And he never gets there. He's a very, he's a very busy man. But it was a massive win by the Bombers, wasn't it? It was fucking incredible. And yeah. they absolutely and utterly pants. Yeah. Geelong. And good on them too. Like against like a good team. Like, mm. you know, a great way kind of, you know, come out against Geelong. Like a really good team. And, yeah. Uh, and yeah, there would have been many, many happy Essendon fans. And it just goes to show there was run one rotten apple. Yeah, absolutely. And they, and they got clearly, rid of him. Clearly yeah. one. You know all those times when the, um, the assistant coach is the problem. And they got rid of him, and uh, and it turned out perfectly. Well, because he was he was chief of strategy, and obviously he he went out to Brendan Goddard and he said, "Hey, BJ, what I need you to do, mate, is I need you to point and I need you to yell." <laughs> and then BJ's taken that on board, but apparently that's not helping the club. He said to Joe Danaher, "Joey, mate, I need you to not be able to run and shank the ball like nothing else." <laughs> and he's gone, "No worries, the only I can do it for you." And then all of a sudden, it's bad advice. You can't win in this fucking game. I'm telling you. No. Um, what about what about Gary Ablett? He had an absolute shocker of a game. Uh, they said he had no influence. He had one tackle. Do you think he's regretting leaving the Suns? No, I, I think put... he's having a great time. I mean, he'd be he'd be regretting the frequent fly miles for mm. me. Mm. But uh, Rocket Ed said he played safe. Oh, I I would agree with Rocket on this one. I think Gary Ablett uh, that, that was so far behind. He didn't want to get in there and get hurt. I mean, one tackle in this day and age, Michael. That's a damning statistic. Yeah. Who does he think he is? A Carlton player. All right, well, that's, that's unfair at this stage <laughs> of, the, of the podcast. You know I'm hurting. That's the reason we're doing this podcast a day late. I, I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it well. No, it okay. was unfortunate. It was actually Carlton's biggest loss to Melbourne in 122 years. 122 years, which I presume means from the beginning of the league. Yes, from the beginning of time. The beginning um, of time. So uh, just to uh, put this in perspective, I am in Wayne Jackson Studios. Michael is, of course, up at Rod Carter Studios in Sydney. I went to the uh, the Carlton Melbourne game yesterday, and um, yeah, it was uh, not our finest moment. Now you get um, to have a fair go at me in a few minutes' time, but like, oh, uh, I'm looking forward to that, buddy. Yeah, no, go go your hardest. It's fine. Uh, yep. But uh, but uh, so when did you think uh, when did when did you think uh, your team was uh, you know it, it was done? Like it was uh, was it when they ran through the banner, or was it when they went to do the toss? Oh, you're very clever, aren't you? <laughs> you're very, very clever, mate. We were we were in a kick at three quarter at a quarter time. Mm-hmm. Can you believe that? That's how close. That's how much we let them run away with the last three quarters. Hey, we we're within a goal. Question without notice. I'm sorry to do that to you at a, a troubling time, but um, yeah. did you leave? Uh, answer uh, with with some notice. Uh, fucking oath, I did. Mm-hmm. There is no point in hanging around. I, I disappointed a lot of people that I was sitting with, and I was like, "Mate, it's going to be a hundred points. Yeah. I need I need to leave. Uh, it's embarrassing." When did you get uh, out? Of it? it was probably the twenty minute mark of the final quarter. Yeah, gotcha. so oh, I, I didn't enough, he- Fair enough. I I didn't hear a siren. I was already out of the out of the ground. We had not gotten to a hundred points yet, and I just said, "You know what?" I don't need to see this. Yeah. I've seen it before. I know how this works. I've yeah. seen it in 2004, yeah, yeah. 2005, you know, when I went with you and we lost to Hawthorne by 138 points. I know how this fucking shit plays <laughs> out. I don't need to see it again. So what do you think about Brendan Bolton right now? I don't think there's a coach in the league who, aside from Mark Neal, but he's uh, he's resigned. Yeah, sure. Uh, he, that, he, that sweet, sweet assistant coach money. He doesn't need to work for a while. 
Yeah, exactly. Aside from Mark Neald, I don't think that anyone could coach that rabble to anything decent at the moment. And I, I think we are on the right path, but every team that is in this position... Can you remember Hawthorne in 04? You must have gone through some massive floggings. Yeah, yeah. 04 Please tell me you did. Right, yeah. And so, you know, you just got I mean, to look I actually for... remember, by the, by the way, by the fact, like, mm. Hawthorne is the team, like, in the 90s that, that went, hey, Ricky Nixon. Um, we need you. We, yeah, <laughs> we, there's, a, there's a spot for you. Okay, yeah. there, was some, there, was a, <laughs> there are a few dark years in those 90s period as well where it's like, whoa, that ain't looking good. Yeah, and I think... Um, Every team goes through it. Obviously, Melbourne went through it a few years ago. And can I just say, a, a great win for Melbourne, uh, for Melbourne fans. Enjoy it while it's there. But let me just say that the Carlton team you beat, do not get carried away with yourselves, okay? You haven't beaten anyone in the last month. And as I tried to jump over the fence to the MCC yesterday to have a, a real crack at some of those uh, fans, mm-hmm. I'm saying this to you via the podcast because I wasn't allowed in. Why are you throwing uh, it down to the Melbourne fans? Everybody... D- uh, Don't get ahead of yourselves, all right? Don't get it. Can I just say though, uh, just talking about Melbourne and Clayton Oliver, uh-huh. he had finger surgery on Monday. Surgery on what? On his finger. On his finger. On and Monday. He played. And he played on Monday. He played on the Sunday. Six day break. Was it surgery? Is in like you know getting in there at a tendon, or was it surgery? Is in like just like a real splinter under the nail that they couldn't quite get to, and they had to kind of you know lift up the nail and get it out. Oh, you make that sound fucking like it's an easy thing. <laughs> That's horrible. I, I don't think it was uh, Viet Cong kind of under the fingernail surgery, but uh-huh. uh, he broke his finger last week and had an operation on Monday. Dude. Oh, hang on. Sorry, I take it all back. He's uh, He was wearing a glove. Oh, 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 well, oh sorry, hell, your mate. highness. Fucking hell. hell. Uh, yeah, I have no sympathy for him now. He's a bit soft. Hey, uh... What do you reckon about Buddy Franklin and the old knock on the old head? He so you off. were talking about uh, he burst through the pack. This is against Fremantle on the weekend. Now, I, I think we're in a thing. Of, uh, well, I'm not saying he kind of, you know, should go for it. But I think mm. we can all safely say that only one person in Australia at the minute actually understands the tribunal. And yes, by, that and, is true. And, and by that, it, like, you kind of, you throw, um, you know, uh, get off, uh, fine, one week, two week, three week yep. into a barrel. You spin it, and then uh-huh. you, pull, you pull that out of the barrel. Um, and then if the AFL don't like that, they appeal they, it. Yeah, they appeal it, and they go, yeah. Oh, by the way, the guy who actually bumped the umpire, like, yes, uh, he's fine. But yeah, the guy who kind of like, you know, gentle shove. But uh, I find it very interesting. Like, knocked out. Knocked out. Well, and also, uh, concussed Hamling uh, loosened a couple of his teeth. Basically, uh, if you haven't seen it, he's tried to burst through the pack, and he's had the elbow up to sort of fend off, but it wasn't... And through his own height, that kind of had part of the action to it. Yeah, so although Hamlin's quite tall as well. He's a tall backman, isn't he? But uh, anyway, he's fucking broken the guy's face and concussed him, and yet he has no case to answer for. For he is Lance Buddy Franklin. Yeah, that's very interesting. Like, I, every every week now, like, I'm, I mean, the, the tribunal come along, I'm just like, okay, let's see what's going to happen now. Well, I don't know. Yeah. The, it, ter- it seems to me that the head is no longer as sacrosanct. Can you have something that's half sacrosanct? Well, having said that, like the, if you look at the slow motion, uh, Buddy got him flush on the chin. Like if you're a boxer doing that with your fist, like that is the, the spot that you aim at. Like it was yeah. right in the proper point of the chin that we could knock someone out. 
And that would, like, right there, right on your teeth, you'd just be like, oh, fuck this, you can't eat, you've got to fly back, everything would be pressurised, your head would be aching. Oh, yeah, anything with teeth. I, I, I just get the heebie-jeebies, yeah. No, and, I don't like it. I mean, you know, and when I use the term heebie-jeebies, you know it's fucking serious. <laughs> You're a hard man. For you to use the term heebie-jeebies, you know you've... <laughs> You know, your delicate sensitivities have been uh, alerted back. Can we quickly talk about uh, Buddy Franklin's former team and Luke Hodges' former team? Yeah. They went down in uh, in sensational form up at the Gabatoire on Sunday. Yeah, fuck, man. They did a number on us. Do your worst. But, uh, yeah, it was the uh, first inaugural Luke Hodge Cup. It wasn't really called that? Uh, no, no. That's kind of like the kind of the colloquial term for it. And, um, you know, we came okay. out pretty strong for the first quarter and then the uh, Brisbane Lions went, yeah, go fuck yourself, mate. And uh, You got have, flogged. We have, yeah. I think it was the first time since 07 we've lost at the Gabba, although we don't play there that much. Yes. Um, but Yeah, Yeah, no, you usually play them down at Launceston, don't you? Yeah, usually if it's a Hawthorne home game, we play down there. And uh, we don't really play Brisbane twice too much these days. Uh, but, yeah, no, not much fun. Not much fun to lose the bottom of the ladder. Mate, when, you're outside the eight. I know, when we had a very good chance to uh, shape the eight by being in fucking fourth position. So you... Oh, so if you had a one, yeah, you would have been in fourth. Yeah, would have gone to fourth, yeah. That shows how even the competition is, Adam. It's bloody very even, isn't it, oh, at the mate. moment? Oh, mate, tell you what, Gilby loving it. So is that an eight-point game when it doesn't hurt both teams? It's just a four-point game, isn't it? Uh, yeah, and it wasn't quite an eight-shaper. It was like a four-shaper. It was a four shaper. Yes, and it, it, I guess it shaped Brisbane. It's a wooden spoon shaper. There's a lot of shaping going on. Actually, yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, the bottom of the ladder. Like, who's the kind of number one gun recruit? Like, will we get to, like, you know, the Cruiser Cup or the... Whoa, whoa, whoa. Have you not heard? It's a super draft. <laughs> that's what they're touting it at. They're saying it's as good as when, uh, you know, Hodgie Ball and uh, Juddy yeah, went gotcha. in 2001. Okay. Well, who's been... Have we got word about who, who might be looking at number one? I don't know any names. There was a guy called... Max King, maybe, who did his knee a few weeks ago, and they said it won't it won't change where he goes in the draft. But he's like a two hundred and fifty centimeter ruckman or something. He's quite tall. Pretty appropriate, a fucking super draft for a guy called Max King. By the fact he sounds like a superhero secret identity. Yeah, well, if his knee doesn't fix his up, fix up, he could be fifth rounder. You never know. Get him on the cheap, mate. Yeah, but uh, at the moment, mate, Carlton's got it all sewn up, and uh, trust me, we don't waste first-round draft picks. So who do you reckon Clarko will go and have a meeting with tomorrow <laughs> after coming back from Brisbane? He'll probably sit down with uh, Hodgie, I reckon, huh? try and get him back. Get him back, yeah? Yeah, I think so. I think he's seen Five that there's a deal, couple... do you reckon? Well, once he's out of this uh, Brisbane contract, he's got another year to play after this one. Uh-huh. It's probably not a bad idea just to have him, you know... You know what he does really well? He marshals really well. Yep, yep. Some would even call him a general. Yeah. And so if you've got that down back, because uh, James Sicily went forward yesterday, didn't he? Uh, yeah, he did. Yeah. And you would have loved it too. The incident with uh, Mitch Robinson. Uh, was it Zorko maybe? Who... No, it was Cam, Cam Rayner. The uh, number one draft pick from last year. Yeah, I think Zorko might have got done for uh, for doing something to Sicily. But yeah, uh, so they got a 50... Uh, Sicily kind of had his back to them, and then he kind of turned around, and then two Brisbane players kind of ran through them, kind of like, almost like a uh, kind of, uh, oh, he was, oh, we just stumbled over his neck, oh. Well, yeah, it was really weird. Like, Cam Rayner bumped him, and he went down, yeah. and then Mitch Robinson was following him, and like you say, f- like, pretended to trip pretended over. Pretended trip, yeah, it was great. Like, landed on his head. Like, yeah, it was, yeah. As much as I uh, hate James Sicily's guts, it was a little bit... Uh, 
a little bit harsh. Yeah, but it was very cunning the way he kind of faked his way. Like, you all, we all knew what he was up to, but it was very cunning the way he kind of faked that trip. Like, I, I admired that. I was like, that is actually very good, the way you pretended to not knee that guy in the back of the head. And you go, oh, oh, I'm so clumsy. Now watch me make put this through for a goal. <laughs> it's James Sicily, mate. You're allowed to do it. Yeah, no, the ump's let it, let it slide. Yeah. Did you catch the China game? I know uh, about a billion people in China were watching on the telly. Mm-hmm. They didn't get to the game. wasn't very uh, well attended, but oh, it was a cracking... Well, it was a game. Uh, no, it was the cross-China social media. Um, okay. Uh, How was it received on that? No, very good, very good. Um, apart from posting memes of Xi Jinping uh, comparing him to uh, Winnie the Pooh. Uh-huh, uh, uh-huh. Yep, That'll happen. It. No, no, it was hashtag, hashtag AFL... Um, Power Stuns was uh, <laughs> trending pretty well on, uh, what is it, Wabu? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, no, we, so we're, yeah, we're across it. Yeah, no, the Chinese, uh, the, the fans the fans were so transfixed because they, A, they, they did want to go to the game, but also they didn't want to miss the coverage, mate. They didn't want to miss the coverage. Yeah, that's fair enough. It, the, was, uh, uh, it, was, it was one of the shitter games of the season. It, it kind of, they're saying this, I don't think Gold Coast are going to go again. Oh, uh, yeah, I wonder that. Yeah, I mean, it was pretty wet too. Yeah, yeah. well, it wasn't a spectacle, yeah. Um, you know, on a but ground they, like that, and, yeah. They're saying they want to get a Victorian team there because that's what the Chinese people have been crying out for. These people, they, they know their footy. They know this fly-by-night bullshit AFL team that's on the Gold Coast. They're like, mate, give us a real team. We don't want this crap. Yeah, I know. I don't know what... Bring out your... Bring out your North Melbourne. That's uh, who <laughs> the people in China are. Because they love, they love kangaroos. That is fantastic. I do love, if there is anybody out there with the logic going, okay, the reason why it wasn't chock-a-block is because <laughs> yeah, we yeah. have a Victorian <laughs> team. Like, because Collingwood weren't playing. I do love anyone out there, if they do have that kind of logic, you are, you are my absolute hero for, for, for thinking things that are ridiculous. What about, I mean, if, if Port Adelaide are fair income, now this is a Gold Coast home game that mm-hmm. they sell to, uh, they sell. And so it's basically a Port home game, but it's an away game that they've got over there. Anyway, what about you take a showdown? You take a bloody showdown. Into Shanghai. Port Adelaide, show us you're serious. And also, for one thing, showdown in Shanghai. Oh! Fucking, fuck. has a fucking ring to it, doesn't it? I'm going to like that. Like, that's Rumble in the Jungle. Yeah. And instead of a instead of a punch on our front of the Ramsgate, you do it at the bottom of the of the uh, Great Wall of China. That's fucking brilliant. Yeah, 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 yeah. Port stands on one side. Love and, it. And uh, the Crows stand on the other. And they've got to uh-huh. kind of climb up using teamwork, uh, you know, uh, leading, teams, leading team style. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and then kind of meet in the middle and then just fucking punch on it. As mate should. And I love it. And you have like the ex players uh, done up like those uh, the clay, the terracotta yeah, yeah. warriors. Yeah, yeah, I like it. I like it. I'm hearing everything I'm hearing. I'm liking. Okay. Fuck. And if you if they get to take if it's just Adelaide, then there's no reason to have like anything to do with the hog's breath. It's just all because you know that's what uh, that's what the Gold Coast take to it. They go, oh, check out these curly whirly fries, and Chinese people are like don't want it, don't want it. We want, you know, what we want. We want some chicken salt. We want some, f- <laughs> we want some fruit chocks. We want, we want uh, Farmers Union iced coffee. Do you know, I mean, again, sorry, I, I, I'm, I feel horrible. Hey, two I feel two horrible. in one show. Yeah, question without notice. Do you know how many Fuck. more years we have of this, like of the deal? or? 
I was listening to something the other day. There's definitely at least one more, and uh, Port Adelaide are hoping that it's a Victorian team. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. Because, you know, they've turned off the Gold Coast Suns. And maybe the Gold Coast Suns won't exist next year, so, you know. Oh, yeah. You don't want to lock. You don't want to lock into that. Yeah, weirder things that happen. Hey, Adam. Fuck. Two in a minute. Not even a minute. Half a minute. Another uh, one. Are the Eagles real and or deal? Well, I wasn't convinced, but can I just say that it's because they play. And you know what their ground is, Michael? A fortress. It's a fortress. <laughs> And I think once you're at once you've got a fortress, you are basically unbeatable. It you does, will never be beaten there again. It does actually look amazing. Like when you see it kind of lit up and all the people around, like it does actually look like an amazing stadium. Although we did get an update. I'll look it up. I'm trying to find it quickly on Facebook. Uh, I, I won't find the name, but we did get a Oh, here we go. From uh, from Josh gave us a photo of the uh, footbridge. Yeah. Uh, leading to the stadium, currently under construction, uh, with mm. a little message saying, come on, Facebook, help me out. So, just, just uh, quickly. Here we go. The footbridge oh, yeah. is looking uglier by the day. I don't know how we've survived without it. So, so for all the people out there who are worried sick about the footbridge in um, uh, WA, it's, it's, it's not far away. So, I don't think it can be a complete fortress until you have, like Port Adelaide, like the Crows have... Uh, completion is the, the footbridge. The footbridge makes the fortress. Yeah, gotcha, gotcha. Um, Until now, occasionally mid-game, it might be a a, a cauldron. Hmm. <laughs> but I, I don't think they've reached fortress levels just yet until they get that in place. And then never, they'll never lose there again. <laughs> um, but no, they, they that was an emphatic victory. They led early. Richmond came back hard and then they dominated them. And they've... They're playing very good football. I mean, you can't complain about a 50-point win. What, eight in a row? Yes. Yes, they lost the first game to the Swans when they kind of got spanked and everyone went, huh, they're flaky. And they'll have another, you know, bunch of games at the Fortress um, before the end of the year. So they're already home and hosed in the eight, clearly. Um, yes. And so you think they're very, very safe for, you know, one or two. Well, that's what everyone's saying. They get two home games at the Fortress. Oh, two home games there. Two finals there. That'd be fucking off the charts. Yes, and then they've got to come to Melbourne. So the thing is, Optus Stadium is apparently very similar to the MCG, so maybe they won't be as intimidated and play as stupidly as they did against the uh, the West Coast, uh, the, the, the Hawthorne the Hawks. The Hawthorne Hawks. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Adam, uh, if, they, if, they're, if uh, Liam Pickering is the gold standard for uh, honesty in the AFL. And what do you mean if? I know. That's not not in doubt. So I, I would uh, say second is the uh, Adelaide Crows coaching staff when it comes mm. to uh, injuries at the club. Well, I I don't like what you're insinuating because <laughs> because it seems to me like every time there's an Adelaide coach or or football department person, they're going, "No, he's fine. He'll be playing during the week. He's absolutely yep. fine. In Nothing the, wrong with him." In the background, you can see a player with a nail gun <laughs> in, their, <laughs> in their in their skull. Yeah. Screaming in agony, being carried off, but they're like, "Nah, nah." He, the, the, I, don't, I don't know where you've got this from. He's going to play. Well, they've kind of. Uh, it's been pointed out that because uh, didn't Taylor Walker um, leave the ground with hamstring awareness? Hamstring awareness a few weeks, and now he's like they say thing about 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 a month off. But I think for a, yeah. a, a multitude of things, like 
kind of general soreness, but not general soreness is in like uh, that being like a soft term. General soreness is like I've got a whole bunch of different things wrong with me. Oh, so just I aches, just aches and pains. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I had to use the word general soreness because I mean, a he served Australia well in World War Two. Uh, yes, but also <laughs> there's a statue for General Saunas down near yep. the uh, down near the War Memorial. Um, but I think you've got a combination of things, and they go just chill out for a bit, mate. And also the uh, Brad Crouch, they said, oh, he's just done. He's got a bit of you know, a bit of a twinge, bit mm. of a twinge, and it looks like he's going to miss a month with what could be uh, osteitis pubis or a hamstring as well. Mm. They're just, I don't, I can't believe anything the Adelaide Crows ever do from here on in they've they've lost my trust and i don't think it can be rebuilt do you find it weird though that they feel the need to kind of play these um um was it smoke and shadows by the mirrors something like that, <laughs> that the trav cloak line yes do you find yes. it weird that they can't just say yeah look got a bit of a hammy we'll find out you know you know the only way they could do it is if they had a hospital built next to their home uh, training quarters down at uh, at Westlakes, mm-hmm. so they can control all the information. Okay, I gotcha. Yeah, yeah. So the so okay. So as soon as you come back from preseason, you live. Uh-huh. It's a bar- It's a bar- It's like an army barracks. Okay, high security. Yeah, gotcha. Gotcha. No one. Okay. No one goes in, no one goes out, right? So you go, you live there. You live there for 10 months. The only time you go is to go interstate. You've got your own airport there. And you know who would be the perfect head doctor for that hospital? One, a Dr. Simon Tregenza, my friend. Is he a doctor? He's a doctor. And also, I mean, he's also in with the club. Therefore, I mean, yeah. he'd be keeping the secrets. I mean, I'm, I'm not suggesting he would, you know, ever give a patient's information out. But no. he's also got the connection with the club and go, I know how important it is to keep this stuff under wraps. And so the the players they live there for eleven months of the year, yep. and you know who cares about family when you're winning flags? Uh huh. Uh huh. And everything they do, you know, their their phones are checked. Everything is encoded. Uh, no information gets leaked out. So if you say that there's nothing wrong with Taylor Walker's hamstring, no one's ever going to be any the wiser. I mean, sure he doesn't play for four weeks, but but you know you're not giving teams uh, legs up by letting them know that he you know he's not going to play. And also, if there's anybody out there who wants to uh, spread a bit of information, you know, leak the information, as we all know. Adelaide uh, are very good at murdering. (laughs) 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 So I'm sure there's a little loony running around in the burbs somewhere. You just go, hey, uh, Tony, uh, someone's spreading a bit of message. Uh, (laughs) Maybe give him a little trip in the barrel, if you know what I mean. (laughs) Yeah, we've got a lot of beaches here, if you know what I mean, Daryl. Hey, Adam, why did you slap Eastern Wood on the bum? It was a nice butt. So, end of story. Uh, it was the fan leaned over and kind of gave him a bit of a whack. Um, yeah, it was. It was pretty strange, wasn't it? Like, I think he. It was one of those situations. So you could almost say it was a bit cheeky, Adam. A bit cheeky. You could. You probably wouldn't because you'd be a fucking idiot. <laughs> but you definitely could. It was one of those situations where he leant over the fence mm. and then thought, "I can touch him. What do I do?" And so he continued through with it, like. You want he probably wanted to touch him on the back, but then ended up touching him on the little on the booty. Yeah, maybe he couldn't quite reach the back, but he could reach the butt. I don't know. What what is your take on touching another man's bottom? Um, it's all fine as long as uh, your parish priest is present. <laughs> no, I mean you don't want you don't want people kind of, you don't want this to become a thing of people reaching out and touching players just by the fact uh, you don't want people touching players over the fence at all. Um, now, but hang on, on is, this, side, is this a... on the flip side? If I saw a player. 
smash the fuck out of a fan. I think that would yeah. be awesome. <laughs> but is this exonerating Eastern Wood? Was like was he presenting? Was he is he oh, playing okay. down his role in the whole situation? Okay, you know? kind of, kind Did of he flourishing like a peacock? Yeah. Did he linger? I mean, <laughs> they were wearing they were wearing white, and it was, it was very wet. Thank you, thank you. Was he just showing a little bit too much wood? No, you're if right. you like. No, you're right. Yeah. I'm going to victim blame right here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You are Eastern Wood. You are you are accused, good sir, of being too dreamy that the guy yes. could not resist, and he had yeah. to reach out and hit that sweet, sweet butt. Well, the uh, the Western Bulldogs were quite popular because. Uh, uh, Luke Beveridge got a selfie post game as he was the, walking through the crowd after like like a loss that you can kind of understand like not like a massive loss but the conditions were horrible so it was going to go anyway. Well, it was their lowest score for a very long time since yeah. the sixties, I believe. But it was also it was like you know horrible, horrible, horrible rain for a lot of the game. Yeah, and and so but so what are you saying? Are you saying if it's a dry day you get the photo, wet days no photos? Yeah, I reckon dry day, if you lose by 100, you go, fuck, we're shit. But if it's a wet game like that, you just go, it's up to anyone. It's anyone's game, you know? But- and also, like, in, in Bevo's, like, uh, in defense of Bevo, he probably shouldn't have got the photo. Like, it was against what he wanted to do because it's been raining. He's got long hair. I was about probably to say looking- that, yeah. It's probably not his best look. He he needs he needs bounce. He needs uh, the you know he's blow dried it. It's up. It's about. It's, he, he's just like like a fucking wet dog out there. He needs a bit of humidity. Like I mean Bevo. I mean selfie galore yeah. up in Brisbane. He's just there going, oh mate, come and come and get me. Particularly in the uh, early part of the season. He's mate, like, when they're mate, playing he's in Darwin, going, who wants a selfie? Who wants a selfie? We lost by yeah. 100, 125 points, but I want a selfie. I'm looking yeah, better when, than ever. Yeah, when they're in Darwin, he's going, look at these locks. <laughs> He's offering people on his phone. I'll text you. Give me your number. Bevo's there going, mate, I want to play in Shanghai. I want the humidity. Get me in Shanghai yeah. now. I need it. I need it. Do you, was it silly of the woman? So uh, he was leaving the coach's box, and you've got to walk through the crowd at the Adelaide Oval. Mm-hmm. I think we need to fix this. I think there needs to be like a flying fox, mm-hmm. coach's box, yep. out to the field. I like that. I like that. So you're above... You're above the crowd, and it doesn't have to touch the field because your weight will naturally take you down, yep. and they can wind it back in. I like that, and I think also before they – and if they win, okay, mm. then mm. they have to attach, you know, like those ankle flares to the bottom to their, to, to their ankles. So, ankle flares? Yeah, so when skydivers come down, you know, when they have smoke flares coming out of their yep. ankles? I do know those, so yes. The winning coach yep. in the club colours, so you'd have a yep. blue, a blue, white, red for Bevo. Yeah, uh-huh. Mm-hmm. You get on the flying fox. You got this smoke flares coming out, oh, of, coming right. out of your ankle. <laughs> what a way to celebrate a victory! That and just to rub it right in, particularly because it's only the Adelaide Oval that that happens. That they have to walk amongst, you know, the ferals. And good luck to anybody out there who wants to find an ankle flare, the smoke flare that comes in the colour of teal. You don't have it. You don't have on your boat. But teal flares? Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, sorry. I'm oh, sorry. I'm, I'm so sorry. And I'm like, yes, everywhere. Yeah, when you want to announce that there's a party on your boat, up go the teal flares. Now, I understand why Bevo kind of said yes by the fact you go, uh, it's maybe easier to say yes than no. But at the same time, like, it's a bit weird to be asking a coach for a picture on the way down after a loss. Like, after a win, yeah, maybe. But even that's a bit rich. Yeah, I, I thought it was very strange from the from the – the, the woman in question, and I think she should be uh, banned for life, or she should be asked for a selfie when she's not in the most favourable position. So say, um, you know, she's had a tough day at work, she's come out, she's a bit grumpy, bang, everyone, selfie, selfie. See what it's like. See, you fucking like it. Um, 
I'll tell you who's in trouble, Michael. The Giants? The Giants! Yeah, the Giants. Yeah. Mate. They're outside the eight. They're outside the eight. They're sitting 11th. Uh, They're a a game and a half out of the eight. Are they, is it season, Gonski? Do they have to rebuild? Do they have to, do they have to, do they have to throw the rest of the year? Play the kids, mate. Start playing the kids. Can you I believe that, that, though? If you told... Like, I mean, we've been talking about it for the, at least the last two years. They've been the premiership favourite. Or you, you go in there thinking, they're surely they're going to win it. We all talked two years ago about them winning the next five. Well, I mean, their trajectory just told us that. But it, I, I don't know, man. I've got questions about, like... I've got questions about Lane Cameron now. Like, like if you can... I mean, I know injuries, a lot of injuries, stuff like that. But, oh, every team gets bloody injuries, but mate. their depth was greater than anyone, anyone by the fact they've got fucking 35,000 fucking first-round draft picks. Yeah, and they get rid of all the shit ones to Carlton. They so they know that they've got the... All yeah. the shit ones to Carlton. Yeah, so they know they've got the good, the cream of the crop. I mean, do they make the eight? Call it now. Do they make the eight? Uh, I will say, yes, they do. Yeah, I was going to say the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then they maybe come in at seventh, and we're like, oh, fuck, they're a fucking chance for <laughs> Uh, yeah, no, if anyone can do it, the Giants <laughs> can do it. I like a, It's just been a bad run of losses, yeah. and to lose on the weekend down in uh, Hobart, which, you know what that is down there for North Melbourne? Uh, cauldron? A fortress? No, it's a fortress, mate. It's definitely a fortress. They don't even need a footbridge down there. But um, it was a fantastic win by the Kangas, and they themselves are in the eight. Can you believe that, Michael? Okay, quick question without notice. Do North Melbourne play finals? Uh, yeah, wow. bottom of the eight. Bottom of the eight. I don't right. really know. We should didn't take that long and make all those noises. I know, to come up I with know. That. But I was thinking about it. But I don't know how yeah. many people come into the eight from now on. Oh, I think there's a good six teams that can still make it, and I think they will all come in. It's going to be an incredible amount of change that we've never seen before. We've never seen a competition this even in the history of the game, I think it's safe to say, Adam. In the 122 years of our great mm. game. Yeah. Uh, never been this even, ever. When Which Carlton, by the way, has never lost to Melbourne by that much. In 122 years, we've never But that's seen how it. even it is. You wouldn't have expected that. <laughs> it's just that kind of year. Hey, um, oh, dude, uh, entertainment at the game. Flex like mm. magic. Oh, so this is something that they did at the, um, uh, was pointed out to us the week before when they're at Eddie Had. So, or, you know, as we've talked here at length, Bongo Cam, one of our favourite intro- introductions into the uh, the footballing. Uh, it's Pantanal. folklore now, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, Carlton Games, uh, Captain Carlton will get in the crowd and do a bit of Bongo. Like, Bongo's come on the screen as like a cartoon animation, and then they'll. You can play the bongos with the yeah. animation on the screen, and we all yeah. have have a jolly good time. Um, kiss, it's really good kiss fun. cam, obviously. Uh, that's yep. become a big thing. I think there's a karaoke cam where like a uh, microphone is underneath you, and you've got to pretend to sing along to no, the song that's being that's played right as well. Yep, yep. Um, so they've got everything going on. But dog, now they've dog got dog bite cam. That's very popular in a lot of clubs now. Oh yeah, you kind of yep. got a, a animated dog, and like, you got to put your hand in. And be like, <laughs> ah. Yep. There's uh there's the Ricky Nixon cam. Uh huh. Which is him just filming uh, girls on the second <laughs> level. So yeah, that's off a public broadcast, but that that's a fun one. No, no, there's a camera and, and yeah, it's, yeah, yeah, it's not on the yeah, it's on the board. But. Yeah, yeah. So flex like Madge, you've got to you've got to do the double the double cobras, I guess you call it, like double your double cobra. flexed arms, yeah, like yeah. you. So they got magic door on the screen, and then you're next to him 
doing the pumping the guns. Gotcha. Basically, gotcha. the gun show, the cannons, putting yeah. them on show. Yeah. But I think it, it, it gives a scope for things that other clubs could do for halftime entertainment. Okay. Uh, you could have a sook like Sicily. <laughs> so at a Hawthorne game at halftime, everyone just cracks the shits, points, yells. Maybe it could be sook like Goddard. Yeah, Whoever, yeah. you know, it's very, it's very adaptable, Either that way. one. Uh, eat like Dewey. So if you want to be as big as Stewie Jew, uh-huh. they have like a, they have like a, a, a big donut on the screen and you get like, ah, ah, you know, you got to bite <laughs> at it, which I think it'd be fun. Or else, how about this one? This is a bit of fun. And you could probably do this. I don't know if it would work in Victoria because we don't have the right stadium for it. But you know how they got the light show at the Cauldron uh-huh. in uh, Perth? If you made it look like it was police, like a booze bus, you could have drive like the goey. Oh, okay, perfect. Yep. So they bring up a little steering wheel and you've got to pretend to be as drunk as you are and driving all over the but road and then the lights come on. You've seen the thing that they do at uh, maybe the G where it's like race the car and it's like a brand of car. So they start on about the 50 metre mark. Oh, yes. And you've got to race around pretty much to the 50 metre mark on the other, on the, uh, the other end. Yeah. And the animated car will drive around the boundary on the, on the signage while you... While you race it, and I, get, I think you get a few bucks. You don't get a car, but oh, and the fuck, ones what's the, point? the ones I've seen, they usually just let the person win, no matter you know how much the car was going to beat them. Because interestingly, Adam, um, cars often are quicker than humans. <laughs> Fun fact. Well, I, I wouldn't want to buy that car. I'd be like, well, that car can't even outrace that fat guy <laughs> yeah, in tracksuit pants. Yeah, yeah, yeah this had, is embarrassing. It's had seventy-five pots. I can't, I can't watch yeah, that. Yeah, so good. And I thought my final one, and this is for Fremantle, is um, harass like Rossi. Oh fuck. So that's just up to you to do whatever you want. Uh, just And then they give you hush money that you can pay out. Yeah, you got to wear a Christmas hat. Yeah, it's just a little bit of fun. Uh, footballers in real life, Adam? I love them. Got one here from Brad. We've got a few, actually. Um, uh, hey, guys, i got a football in real life for you. On the weekend, I got to live my dream and fly over at Adelaide for the showdown. With the price of tickets, food, beer at Adelaide Oval, I can confirm that I'm not that well off. But oh. for a Port Adelaide supporter, I am doing very well for myself. <laughs> Good. Given this was my first real holiday in Adelaide, I was especially excited about the possibility of seeing Port Adelaide players out in public, in the public, uh, out in public, being regular people. Can I just? Uh, uh, would that be a very rare thing that a Port Adelaide supporter who has never watched them over there doesn't live in Adelaide? I would imagine that's a good point. Um, yeah. So, yeah, explain yourself, Brad, you fucking <laughs> you bandwagoner. <laughs> uh, given this is my first real holiday, blah, 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 I've said that. Um, on Saturday, as me and my partner were walking along Hindley Street looking for something to eat. Oh, Hindley Street. I mean, yeah. you, you're going to get I mean, you get a few pub meals and stuff like that, but you're going to go to Rundle Street, mate. That's where, the, that's where the special stuff is. Oh, no, but you can get some other stuff down Hindley Street that suppresses your appetite so you don't need to eat. <laughs> Uh, my partner pointed out Hamish Hartlett walking past us out on a Saturday stroll. As mm-hmm. anyone would do, we decided the best thing to do in this situation was to follow him in yep. hopes he might also be out looking for a meal. However, we didn't follow him for long as he walked into the little pub. Given the previous few weeks with the SPP situation, I decided it was best not to follow him to avoid seeing him do something a footballer shouldn't be doing. However, it must also have been a minute that he'd been in there when he walked out with a coffee in hand. From a pub. Phew. I, uh, halfway through that sentence, I was beginning to wonder where this was going. <laughs> no. I'm not sure where he got the coffee in the pub or mm. where he would have got it, but I can confirm that he was still holding the same coffee cup or at least the same type of coffee cup almost one hour later when I saw him Rundle Mall. Gee, going for a stroll. Yeah, isn't uh, he? 
meaning it has taken him either an hour to drink his coffee or has bought a second coffee in that time. The questions that come out from a showdown. Uh, well, that is very interesting because it, did Hamish Hartlett not do his knee at training? So I'm surprised. Uh, He's allowed coffee. He, well, no, I'm surprised he wasn't on crutches, which is why it might have taken him an hour to drink it. Like if he's, you know, uh, have a sip, crutch a foot, have a sip, crutch another foot. Did a knee uh, about a month ago, but I think you'll actually be surprised, Adam, how quickly people are off their crutches after a knee like that. Like, I mean, for for the first little while, but I, I you know, it's not like you're on it for like, you know, five months. Oh, mate, I, c- I can't believe it. I won't believe it. <laughs> Uh, mate, I'm fucking, I'm Dr. Smooth, right here. <laughs> Dr. Smooth. Uh, let me think, they've got another one, footballers in real life, here we go, we've got a coach in real life. Love it. We don't have a lot of coaches in real life, do we? Have I read this one out before? I don't think I have. Um, it's a good one. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, it's got a guy in it. Okay, it's got a guy in it. Sure, sure. Uh, about 18 months ago, a, friend, a few friends and I headed out from Liam. A few friends and I headed out for a few drinks at one of the nicer bars in Hobart's waterfront. What a lovely spot. Mm-hmm. Uh, while it's untrue, I like to act that I'm doing a very well for myself. After finding a seat, we looked up in shock and awe at the man sitting at a table directly in front of us. None other than Whispering Death himself, Ross the Boss Lion. In Hobart. In Hobart. He was surrounded Whoa. by, 18 months ago, by the way, he was surrounded by an entourage of friends and partaking in a few bevies. Oh, yeah. And I'll put in brackets there. Frothies. Uh, that look like lemon lime sodas. And I'll put brackets in there. Frothy vodka lime sodas. <laughs> uh, in, if my memory serves correctly, he, there wasn't a straw involved in their consumption. He just... Yeah, he took off just before dark on a pretty cold night, and I can only assume this means that the shiv would have been out in full force. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if Frosty gets down there for a bit of Mona action, a bit of dark mofo. Yeah, actually, good point. I mean, it's lovely down there, but of Salamanca Markets on the uh, Sunday morning. Oh, it's beautiful. If you have been down there for dark uh, mofo, that is a fantastic time of year. Coming up very shortly. We're not sponsored by them at all, but I've been down there recently, and it is great. Uh, here we go from Marcus. Uh, about 18 months ago, I was playing Wednesday night E-grade basketball at an MCAC in Melbourne. As you can imagine... M- MSAC, mate. Come on. Oh, uh, yeah. MSAC. Sorry. Um, <laughs> as you can imagine, the stakes were pretty low. I'm very Sydney, mate. I'm very Sydney. As you can <laughs> probably imagine, the stakes were low and the standard was even lower, with most people playing with a social aspect rather than competitively. One night, we came up against a team of blokes in their late 20s, early 30s, and one of them looked particularly familiar. He was wearing a San Antonio to, uh, Spurs Tony Barker, Parker jer- jersey. Ugh, reading's not my strong point. But I was confident enough to rule out the idea that the Frenchman would be bailing, balling in suburban Melbourne. Being a footy nuffy that I am, my brain was doing overtime trying to put a face to the name. His teammates were calling him DC, and it finally clicked. We were playing against former Richmond player and good mate of Dusty's Daniel Connors. Wow. A quick check of the score sheet at halftime confirmed my suspicion. I told my team members the news. (laughs) You know what I love is our our listeners going up and going, mate, can I just check the score sheet? And they'd be like, why? He goes, nah, just 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 want to see how many... Yeah, just want to see how many rebounds that guy's got. How many fouls am I on? I told my team members the news. No, we're not, said one. Oh, doubting Thomas right there. Mm. Fuck off, said another. (laughs) (laughs) X-rated Thomas there. 
But after someone Googled him during the game and looked at a photo, they couldn't deny me the glory. That's awesome. Uh, needless to say, this guy probably didn't fit the intended demographic of Wednesday night social basketball. At one point in the game, his preferred method of defence was hip and shouldering one of our players as he was driving to the basket before calling him a pussy as he was slow to <laughs> get up after the hit. Oh, good. Good, good, good. Uh, Daniel Connors uh, famously got moved on from the club after that night out with Cuz, didn't yeah, he? Yeah, yeah. There's another paragraph about sleeping pills and then the adventures of Daniel Connors, which we, you know... Probably shouldn't read out. No, no. The guys, the guys have, you know, things going well, on. Well, wasn't it, wasn't it Cuz uh, clocked him because he just say, said he needed to settle him down? Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. I, I think because uh, they've... they've Famously got into a dust up. He like gave him a shiner, and uh, I think he was just like, "Mate, you're being a bit of a cock." Oh, really? I'll, like a bit I'll of snap you, bit of moonstruck, like share on Nick Cage going, "Snap out of it!" Yeah, that's what all our listeners were thinking. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, mate, she won an Oscar for it. Hey, uh, we're going to hit the road, aren't we, Adam? What? No more Sherfax. Sure <laughs> I saw her well, at Mardi Gras. I saw her at Mardi Gras, mate. Did you? Did you uh, actually see her? Yeah, yeah, in the flesh, down the down down from the uh, bit where I was at. Yeah, G'day yeah, right. Shane. How are you, mate? Yeah, she get out, Chamber. She went Chamber. Got a football in real life for you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, Trevor Barker, wasn't it? Uh, we're gonna hit the road. We are Junktime AFL Pod at Gmail. We're Junktime AFL Pod on Facebook and Twitter. And hopefully, you learn to speak English by next week. I know, dude. Fucking hell, I can't talk anymore. No, we're gonna hit the road. See you later, go Hawks. Uh, I don't know. Go football? I don't care anymore. I fucking hate everyone. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. 